Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. April 15th, 2021. Ham from the basement. Eating erasers. Road maps. Walking backwards. Prison. Elvis. Human compost. And being belligerent at the Olive Garden. This is awesome today. Awesome today is a mostly daily podcast. Or, it might be part of a double blind study conducted by the CIA, effectively an extension of old mind control studies like MKUltra. If you don't like it, Please continue to listen anyway, so that our data gathering is not compromised. Hi there. Good day. How are you? You know, I'm surprisingly good. There's a few things about today that normally would uh, they'd be abrasive to me. One being the rainy overcast weather, which I'm... And don't forget cold. And that's the thing. It's cold. If it weren't cold, it doesn't bother me nearly as much. But when it's cold as well... Um, I get crotchety. Ooh. Yeah. Yes, that's a great descriptor of it. Yeah. And then I had a, I had to spend two and a half hours in a meeting going over compliance stuff, and I love compliance. So, but despite all that, I somehow managed to to not uh, go in the shitter, as it were, yeah. emotionally and spiritually, ecumenically, Whoa. all the different ways. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you're in good shape. Pretty good. How about you? Pretty good. Except I do hate this weather. It makes me mm-hmm. angry, but I'm just going to roll. Okay. Don't roll outside. You'll look like the dogs. Yeah. That's Covered true. in mud. Yes, yes, yes. Mud and stupidity. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What? What? It's April 15th. I know April that April 15th, a day of infamy for Americans everywhere. Not this year. It's extended? I believe so. I may have read wrong, but I, I think it was pushed. Mm. Um, I don't know. We never file on time. We always do the extension. We're extenders. Yeah. Quite so. often we look up in October and are like, oh, damn, we got to do our taxes. <laughs> but quite often, do you mean every year? Um, well, <laughs> like for the half, the last half what, decade, maybe. One year we did it in the summer, and that was a good year. Yeah. Months ahead of the delayed yes. schedule. Yeah. Yes. 
Anyway, happy tax day, maybe. Oh, we just got our mail, too. We did get our mail. Okay. Fantastic. That wasn't even a euphemism. Yeah. Yeah. It's not getting your mail and looking at dirty pictures holiday. Nothing like that. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what it is, though. National Glazed Spiral Hand Day. And nothing else? Oh, it's a lot of things else. I just didn't know if you were going to try to pair up since we'd had the all the holidays yesterday paired with sexual acts. I didn't know if you were going to carry that forward and assign something to this. Oh, I'm sure there's something to be assigned to it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll leave that to the... That's one nice spiral ham. <laughs> we'll leave that to the imagination of the awesomes. Would you like to know that the glazed spiral ham originated in the basement of a Detroit, Michigan entrepreneur named Harry J. Honsolar? Honsolar. Something. Honsolar. Han Solo? Something like that. Sounds terrifying. He's the Han Solo of the ham. Yeah, I'm, I am terrified that he came up with this ham in his basement. Yeah. I don't like that part. Yeah. A little weird. He created the actual literal device. Okay, a device that makes it possible for the entire bone-in ham to be sliced in yeah. one continuous and satisfying spiral. It's so much easier to dispose of your human victims when you have a right? tool like that. That's why it's in his basement. Uh, indeed. Unknown serial killer and also originator of the spiral ham, Harry Hanselar. Hanselar. Hunselar. Hunselar? <laughs> Well, he went ahead and patented it because he was no fool. He also patented that ham glaze. Dang right. has OJ in it. That's yeah. orange juice in layman's terms. Yeah. He later went on to found the Honey Baked Ham Company. Right on. His patents filed in 1952 expired in 1981, which allowed anyone with a basement to offer those delicious glazed spiral hams. So if you have a ba basement, which we do, make a ham, I would never. I would eat nothing that came out of our basement. Nothing. Even if it had been preserved in no. formaldehyde. No, not, nothing. No. If you don't have a basement, go buy, buy one. Oh, buy a ham. Buy the ham. <laughs> buy it, I mean, you can buy a basement. In the middle part of the country, Tornado Alley, as it were, you can buy a cellar, and that's pretty close to a basement. It's just typically detached. A detached basement. Yes, a cellar is like a detached basement. My parents have a safe room for tornadoes in their garage. Mm -hmm. It's literally a, a steel-welded box with a bucket to crap in inside <laughs> of it, and you go in there and you close the door, um, which is not nearly as exciting as going out onto the west side of the house, grabbing your ankles, <laughs> pulling your head through, and kissing yourself goodbye. Why are you feeling weird about saying kiss your ass goodbye? Um, you say a lot worse than that on this show. For the exact reason that you just, what just happened, you noticed, you tuned back in, and you responded. So I like to mix it up a little bit. That's good. That's good producing right there. Okay, if you don't have a basement, buy a ham. Today's main course could be... If you're lucky, tomorrow's sandwich. Or tomorrow's crust sandwich. Ooh, yes. Yeah. I don't like ham in general, but if you put ham on a croissant and give it to me as a sandwich, I will eat it. Mayo, cheese melted over oh, it, maybe yes. even toast the croissant. I think that is actually what is a croque-monsieur. Well, whatever it is. It's a toasted ham and cheese, and if it's French, I bet it's on a croissant. Yeah, if you really want to get dastardly about it. Mm. You will eat that in front of your your basement hostages. 
absolutely villainous. Well, it's also National Rubber Eraser Day. Not just any eraser, kids. No, no. Special kind. The rubber kind. Because before the rubber eraser existed, do you know what people used? They would just, like, lick their fingers and try to rub that lead away. I've done that. It gives you lead poisoning, especially on the second lick, if you didn't get enough saliva on the first go-around. Okay. Um, wax tablets... Not like the, uh, you know, not like the tablets that the Ten Commandments came on. Oh, okay, good. But like a little, little pill, like tablet type thing oh, made of wax. Okay. I'm not sure how that would work. It seems like it would only tear your paper up. Yeah, it's far less interesting too than the second option, which was crustless bread. Is that true? This is true. How? This is true. I've never tried it. We may do it later. I don't know. We got to find a pencil, I guess, because I'm guessing it won't work on ink. And some bread. And some bread. And some bread. Um, true as well. I'm not making this part up. A student from Tokyo who grew up during this era was quoted as saying, uh, and this isn't a direct quote, it's a paraphrase, but they, they told the story. They relayed the story of the bread eraser saying that when he was a kid or she, it didn't say the gender, um, or I suppose it could be transgender. I don't know. That's a whole thing I hadn't intended to to travel through. So let's just assume that their pronoun is he. Well, that is the universal pronoun, it's whether true. you like it or not. It's true. And I do like it. <laughs> you would. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he'd, he'd said, we had an unlimited supply of erasers mm -hmm. in school. And... Because it was bread, they often asked for more than they needed, and they would eat their bread erasers. Now, some researchers suggest that this exact practice is what later led to eating paste and sniffing magic markers. Uh-huh. Which explains a lot, or in fact, maybe not that part. Yeah. Last part, not true. I guess, right. I guess ultimately you should find something to erase today. Whether or not you also eat the eraser, that's up to you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You get as freaky as you want to be. That's right. We're not here to kink shame you. Not at all. I love this next holiday. Yes, I, you I do. love it with my whole heart. It is National Take a Wild Guest Day. Mm -hmm. I just love it. Well, professional speaker Jim Barber began this holiday back in 2010, so it's a very young holiday. Indeed. It was tied to the notion that when it comes to filling out those dadgum federal tax forms, a surprisingly large number of people rely on guessing. Mm. Now, prudence, wisdom might suggest that celebrating this holiday with your tax forms may not provide the joy-filled outcome that you might desire. I would assume that to be correct. Yeah. Other than that, and I believe we've discussed this before, we are believers in the notion that you do or will possess whatever knowledge or skill that you could ever require in the moment that you require it. Yes. You already have everything you need. You will make the right or right enough decision exactly when you need to. So there's no reason to worry today about decisions that are not for today. That's right. Don't let today, Meg, be beaten up by tomorrow, Meg. That's right. Trust yourself. Allow yourself some peace. And when you're facing a decision... It's of great value to remember that you always have the right to change your mind later, except, except maybe with the IRS. Indeed. I think the best way to celebrate this holiday is to take temporary employment with H&R Block 
and guess on other people's tax returns and then change your name and leave. Or leave and then change your name. That's probably the better path. You do it before, they're all like, yeah, I remember that asshole. He changed his name. And then he left. He was, what did he call himself? Phil McCrevice? I can't remember. Some weird name. But that's a good name. Yes, it is. That's a great name, in fact, to call into radio stations to wish a happy birthday to someone. That's right. Yes. Yeah, for their name, not yours. You want them, you're trying to trick them to say the name. Oh, it's a trick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Soft trick. Nobody gets hurt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Except maybe the feelings of the FCC. Well, they are prone to hurt feelings. Now, technically, this isn't today. But since we will not be dropping an episode on Saturday, I do find a great marvel in Saturday's holiday. Can I tell you one thing before you go into this? Yeah. Because you were right, and I want to affirm that. Okay. The tax deadline this year has actually been extended to May March. 7th. Oh, May. May. Yeah, wow. May 17th. So, okay. we got a month and a few days. Yeah, it wouldn't go backwards to March. No, so that would be cruel. Just, just kidding, the, guys. Just you in the moment. You didn't file it yet? It was in yeah. March. Just in the moment <laughs> I was celebrating victory, I snatched it away <laughs> and claimed my defeat. But so, yes, this year, May 17th, just to clear that up, you were right. Let's go ahead with this holiday, which, as you were saying, is for actually April 17th, right? Um, yes. Okay. Yes. Which is Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, Saturday is Tax Freedom Day. And what is that, you're, you're asking, with so, great intrigue? Yeah, I can actually not pay my taxes this year? That's exactly what it's not, <laughs> okay. in fact. Um, now, this, this may feel a little unawesome. Just write it out with me. Um, it marks every year. It's a it's a mildly different day depending on some things, but it marks how many days into the current year that you will have to work to simply earn the money required to satisfy the entirety of your tax burden for the year. Oh, interesting. So all the income that you've earned from January first to the seventeenth, and this is a national conglomerative sure, average sure, sure. thing. Yeah. But all the money that you've earned from January 1st through April 17th or to April 17th of this year will ultimately be what the cost of your total taxes will be for the year. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yep. So I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, but Kyle, I'm only in the 15 or 20% tax bracket and you, you suggest that 25 to 33% of my income or even more may go towards taxes? You, sir, you cannot math. You're pretty good at math. I feel like you're leading us down a path. I am. I'm just suggesting the outrage so that you don't have to feel it. I'm taking that bullet for you. I feel peace that you're leading us down a path with math. Yeah. Here's the thing. Math path. The math path. It's a lovely path. I hate it. It's filled with Germans. Look out! (laughs) Including this one sitting next to me. That's right. Well, this day considers far more than just your federal income tax. And that's the tax bracket that people are typically referencing. Oh, of course, yes. Um, As a breakdown, and these aren't exact numbers. Uh, This is is ballparking it, give or take a day here and there. But it's going to take roughly 42 days to earn the money to pay your federal, state, and local income taxes. Okay. Payroll taxes, another 26 days. Sales and excise taxes, 15 days. Corporate income taxes, 5 days. Property taxes, 11 days. And then the remaining 6 days-ish are spent uh, covering estate. Excuse me. 
estate inheritance taxes, customs, uh, duties, other all the other taxes that come into play. Wait, what about the sin tax? The sin tax? Well, I don't know. Well, you should know. We buy I'm, enough booze. I'm assuming that's included. Okay. Yes. <laughs> As you take a sip of your scotch. As I take a sip of my scotch, we, our family, may have another month of taxes yet. <laughs> we'll see. Also the cigars, mm-hmm. by the way. Mm-hmm. Well, altogether, we as a country collectively spend more on taxes than we do on food, clothing, and housing combined. What? How? I know. I know. That seems impossible. It seems asinine. Um, When you include, then, compensating for federal borrowing, historically at least, we've required an additional 20 to 25 days to cover that. Mm. So maybe really tax freedom day is a month or more from now. Now, none of this feels especially awesome, but it is meaningful. And I think sometimes that's enough awesome to have something meaningful, something to grasp, to comprehend that might help you shape, excuse me, how you belch like an ape. Yes. It might help you shape how you think about some other things to be as responsible as you think you're being, as responsible as you'd like to be as okay. you consider things. Yeah. Uh, cumulatively, we pay over $5 trillion in taxes annually. Okay. Now, this year, 2021, mm-hmm. we as a country have already added trillions of dollars to our debt and the various, uh, well, that was with the various stimulus packages, that packages that have already landed. Now, there's another anywhere from four to $12 trillion in proposed governmental spending that's on the board right now. That's, that's insane. So it's a question then of, well, I like, maybe I like what some of this money is going towards. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you ever bother, and it's not a lot of fun, but if you ever bother to really look at the details of any of these recent stimulus bills or any of that and start to see, well, well how, how much money is actually being spent on mm. the problems the that this bill is desired yes. or designed to address in theory? Mm-hmm. And it's a very small percentage. It's a little concerning. So this information and just recognizing what it means to you as an individual. Maybe this does or doesn't shape your future opinions on policy, um, maybe even who you end up voting for in the grand scheme of things. Somebody that's maybe not quite so excited to saddle you with several more days of tax slavery instead of tax freedom. Is this your launching campaign speech running as a libertarian for office no in no, no i'll never run if i'm elected anyway i'll serve but i'll never run <laughs> if you're plucked up out of obscurity yes. and it's like you sir and it is possible i remember in the fourth grade uh-huh. we had some type of mock presidential election and myself and my good friend Justin for president wrote in Ozzy Osbourne. Um, So you never know. Ozzy, he carried a percentage of the vote in that year's class of fourth graders. I can see how that would be. So it's possible I could get elected without running because Ozzy certainly wasn't sober enough to (laughs) do anything at that point. Right, 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 right. Okay. Well, hey, guess what, guys? 
If it's your birthday today, first of all, happy birthday. I bet you've loved your whole life being born on April 15th. Yeah, we're going to give you something better than tax day to use That's as a right. demarcation of, of joy yeah. and thrill and magnificence. You better believe it, because if it is your birthday today, you do share it with Italian artist, engineer, and scientist, none other than Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah. Da Vinci! You were born on the same day as human brilliance Indeed. embodied. There's movies about his code. He's known for his code. <laughs> you are such a dork. <laughs> that was good. Okay. Shall we get into the history? I think it's time. 1924. This is a great day. Everybody, gather around. On this day in 1924, Rand McNally publishes its first ever Road Atlas. I bet it was far fewer pages than exist in the current Road Atlases I, or Atli, however you would pluralize it. I feel like Atlases is correct. Uh, this morning, AJ and I on the way to school had an interesting conversation. Her, she launched us into this. Out of the clear blue asked me, Mom, do you think there's ever going to be flying cars? Like it, like it was no. something she'd been promised in her lifetime, but now right. at the at the the old wizened age of 13 was like, you know, I don't, I don't think flying cars are going to happen. And so we had a whole conversation the rest of the way to school, just me and her about whether or not cars would ever be flying. Mm -hmm. Both of us agreed that ultimately we just couldn't imagine the logistics. Like how do you control yeah. traffic in the air with all of these vehicles? And then we started talking about how they're, you know, what would you do with maps? And then here it is today, first ever road atlas just thinking about how when they first created the road atlas how very few roads there were to right map. it was literally just like one piece of paper from a big chief tablet <laughs> with a single line across it <laughs> precisely did it somebody give me money precisely so anyway it's a great day if you are like me and the road atlas has kept you company for hours of road trips through the years you might too. might i interject a thought please do i think and I'm not even I'm not even lying. Okay. I really do believe that the technology for flying cars has existed mm -hmm. for decades, decades probably. Yeah. And it really is just simply an issue of logistics. How does how does this work? We'll have mid-air collisions raining down on the homes yeah. of people and the, the playgrounds of children. Think of the children. We talked about it, we thought like what if instead of flying cars, what if it was just like flying buses or trains and you go to a station and then you board something yeah. that gets you through but then americans don't like to do that they don't they don't yeah. even buy into mass transit we with would, we would do on it on the ground vehicles we would do it except that knowing that the technology was there for them yeah. it'd be like well, why can't i have my own that's exactly right that's it would, it would just be, the american mindset it'd be a civil war I don't know that we need to go that far. Um, I don't know that we need to, but I think we must. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, 1931, just a few short years later. Right. And I'm not sure if it did or did not require the use of Rand McNally's Road Atlas, but today the first backwards walk across America began. This feels like a very early 20th century Americana thing to do. Absolutely. Um, further, it didn't actually stop at just a walk across America. It went 
international. Whoa, yeah. global even. Yeah, there's a fellow named Pliny Wingo. Okay. And that's both a weird first and last name, although the last name's a little bit more acceptable because, hey, let's be honest, last names are often strange. Yeah. And if there's anyone listening whose name or the name of a loved one is Pliny, yeah. um, P-L-E-N-N-I-E, not plenty, yeah. uh, but Pliny, I, hey, I apologize, but at the same time, I don't. That's a weird name. It's a strange one. I have to think it was that this is shortened from something, but at the same time, I'm like, what the hell is nope. it shortened from? Plenty? Because the, the actual listing I read included the middle initial, and anytime you include the middle initial, you know you're getting the, the full, full legal name, full the full legal Christian thing. name, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, Plenty was the owner of a small diner in Abilene, Texas. Now, recall the year. It's 1931. Yeah. And the Great Depression is raging on. Mm. He's forced to close the doors of East Diner. Plus, who wants to live in Abilene? Um, yeah, it's it's not the it's not the most awesome of places. I bet Abilenites everywhere are shaking their angry fists at well, us Well, right that's now. fine. I recruited there. Abilenians. I recruited there, and I've driven through to all the high schools there. Um, several, and hey, there's some great football players that come out of there, but they are, in fact, the victors because they leave there to go somewhere else. I didn't remember that you recruited out there. Um, yeah, just one one or two, yeah, two years, I think. I do hope that they are called Abilinians because now I'm addicted to that. I like Abilonites myself. <laughs> All right. That's my preference. Um, so at this time, in the, in the 30s, and as you alluded to, stunts were commonplace. It was a thing. Uh, one such stunt was flagpole sitting. Mm-hmm. And before you get too creeped out, they weren't just up there well, crotch straddling the tip of the pole. They'd bring a little platform up on the top. So it was it was nothing pervy. Again, we're not here to kink shame. If you want to sit uh, on the hey, top of you the want pole, to sit on a flagpole, pleasure, go for it. Do some stretches first. You don't want to pull something. Yep. Um, hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another thing is then there was a fellow named Bill Williams who pushed a peanut up Pike's Peak with his nose. So there's people doing all kinds of shit trying to come up with some dollars, right? Hey, everybody, look at me! The 1930s were just such a time, It's okay? a Yeah, yeah, it's a magical time. Um, Wingo knew. He knew, and he's heart of hearts. This is my one chance. And so he, he declared to himself as he examined the, 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 oh, dang it. English language, you're failing me. As he examined the landscape, okay, he looked around and said, hey, you know what? Nobody's ever walked around the world backwards. Backwards. So I will. Yes. Of course, he's, you know, he's aiming to make a little money along with the stunt. 
Well, no fool himself, uh, Wingo, bought himself a pair of reverse-looking mirrored glasses and then went on to train with a local doctor, all in preparation for his April 15th departure, facing west but walking east. How does a pair of reverse-looking mirrored glasses work? I believe it or not, I have worn a pair. Okay. Now, not probably the same pair he had. They're a little bit wider than what a normal pair of sunglasses would be. They're, they were The ones I had were tinted, or the ones I wore. They weren't mine. And when you looked up at the corner of the lens from inside, it was a perfect mirror image of what was behind you. Um, I believe the person who'd owned them, and I wish I could remember who it was, they bought them from like a spy magazine type thing. Sure. So that you could surveil someone without staring oh, at them. Okay. Little douchey, but hey, it is what it is. So this aided him in his backwards walking. Yes. Okay. Yes. Now, All right. Backwards walking ain't free. Just so you know. And to make money, he relied on one, the kindness of strangers. Yep. That was a mooch. Begging. Little if you mooch. Little Nico um, mooch out there. Begging without the cardboard sign or however that works. Mm -hmm. He also, for anyone who would stop him and ask him why he was walking backwards, he offered to sell them a signed postcard for 25 cents. Now, spoiler alert, after 18 months of this, he had $4 to his name. Oh, we go. So he was neither kicking ass nor taking names. <laughs> that would have would. cost him too much money, honestly. Indeed. Indeed. And in fact, we'll see how that unfolds here shortly. Now, just as an additional aside, he was often stopped by the police. Mm. Hey, what the hell are you doing? And I don't know why they spoke in that well, was the 1930s. unidentifiable dialect, but that's 30s. what they did. Yeah. And they freely used the word hell. Yeah. It was fine. And he said, you're not going to catch me. Yeah, copper. you're not going to catch me, copper. See, as he walked backwards... <laughs> and further befuddled them, they ran in the opposite direction, wondering why they never caught up. <laughs> it was beautiful. Um, but no, to, to ward off potential incarceration, he carried newspaper articles that explained what he was doing from prior places he, that he'd been. He literally held it up and said, see, see? Yeah, see, cover? Yeah. <laughs> um, he made it all the way to New York City. Where Wait, I'm gonna have to laugh for the rest of my life about that idea. Keep going. <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, he gets to New York City. He's he's again. He's looking to raise some more money. He agrees to with a partner to walk around the top ledge of a 12-story building to earn a little extra spending money. Now, as things go, his partner robbed him, and he screamed, "Damn no!" Mm -hmm. He found the partner, beat him up, but then he himself was arrested and taken to jail. Big problems, mm, right? Yeah. Well, when the judge learned the whole story, he did release Wingo. So he continued. He made his way to Boston. He boarded a ship bound for Germany, mm. where everyone knows mathematics was born mm -hmm. or something. Um, he traveled through. Like it's not true. It's not true. Not it's not true. <laughs> um, somebody else made it. Germany perfected it. I feel like Pythagoras, Greece. Right? I don't think he originated it. Okay, you know who did? And this is probably true, Egypt. Um, I believe the fellow's name was Math. No, that's, that's not right. Yeah, he was a multi-international playboy, in well, fact. And that is... He showed everyone how one and one made two. Well, that Get was it? the beginning. Playboy 
Huh? Oh, I yeah. did not get it, it until you second. pointed it out. It was a really clever joke. I'm sure everyone is laughing at their phones right mm -hmm. now. Um, so yeah, he gets to Germany, walks backwards through Germany, makes his way all the way south to Turkey. Mm -hmm. At which point, authorities in Turkey said, bro, you got to go home for your safety, not ours. We're not concerned about you, but you got to go home. Yeah. Um, a wealthy Italian paid for his return ticket to Santa Monica, California. And from there, he walked backwards home to Abilene. All in all, his travels required the exhaustion of 13 pairs of shoes. No, that makes sense. There's a lot of walking. That's a lot of walking. Backwards or not. Yeah. Um, unfortunately for Wingo, his fame did quickly fade. He tried to rejuvenate things. A few years later, he documented his travels in a book titled Around the World Backwards, which went over like a turd in a punch bowl. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't. They even tried again in 82 to re-release it. People are like, yeah, been there, done that. Yeah. I, I walk backwards as I go to seat myself on the toilet. It's not that impressive. It's not that great of a deal now. Yeah. Well, in 1976... 81 years old at this point. Uh -huh. He walked across the width, not the length, of California. Again, selling postcards, this time for a dollar. Because inflation. Yeah. Yep, it's a big deal. And as he was preparing for the trip, he was invited onto the Johnny Carson show, for which he insisted, you will pay me $342. It was a low ask. They granted it. Um, he obviously never got rich with any of this, but... You know what? He did stick with his passion. And that's nothing to shake a backwards walking stick at. That's right. Wingo passed away at the age of 98. He's now buried in Wichita Falls, Texas. He does remain in the Guinness Book of World Records, holding the record for, quote, greatest extent of reverse pedestrianism. I just appreciate that the Guinness Book of World Records has such a category. Yeah, and they don't get lazy with it. You should be no. like, oh, you walked backwards for a while. Reverse pede pedestrianism. Yeah. I can barely even say it. It feels almost perverse and racy. Oh, wow. That was a lot. It was a lot. I'm going to black out. You read the next one. I know that in your research, you just saw one line item that said, Plenty Wingo starts his backwards walking around mm. the country. Not even not even that. It was just, here's a backwards walk. And I was like, wait just a damn minute. Yeah. What are you talking about? And then the deep dive began. Well, this is hard to follow up, but it, I'm just going to tell you that in 1955... Ray Kroc, spelled with a K, Ray Kroc. Right, like the shoes, but without the S. The Kroc, Kroc shoes aren't spelled with a K. You're right, it's with a C. Um, edit. That didn't happen. Okay, Ray Kroc opens the first McDonald's in De Plaine or De Plaines? I think it's De Plaines, but I could be wrong. Well, okay, whatever. De Plaine or De Plaines, Illinois. Or is it Illinois? Exactly. I feel like it's De Plaine, Illinois. Oh, Illinois. I would never I say Illinois. I think it's the opposite. I think it's Des Plaines, Illinois. But then why wouldn't you say Des Plaines? Um, because you're not a douche. Okay. I'm just trying to say to you. I think I've it's said De douche twice today, I think. You, at least. Hmm. It is, I believe, Des Plaines, Illinois. Please feel free to help us with our yes. ever problematic hey, pronunciation. But do so politely. Um Part of registering as a member of any of the Facebook groups affiliated with this show is 
that our software captures your IP address and I'll drive a distance to the, to make a point. People would actually love that. Yes, they would. They would be like, are you, are you here to troll me? Yeah. <laughs> Did I do enough to get in trouble with you? Indeed. Show up at my door, sir, I dare you. Mm -hmm. Well, 1992, and this is not a new topic, no, no. in fact, for us. We have discussed, we, we spent an episode going into great detail about billionaire Leona Helmsley. Yes. It was today in 1992 that she began her four-year prison term in Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky. Yes. I almost talked pig Latin there. Yes. Um, and it was for failure to pay taxes. Of course, she didn't serve the whole four years. I think it was 18 months or something. Right. Um, but... Yeah, that, and that's a thing. She, in fact, and I think we pointed this out last time, quoted as once having said, only the little people pay taxes. And mm. she said it with that funk on it, like a real butthole. Um, and, hey, that may or may not be true, but evidently what's true of this story is that it then must be the big people who go to prison. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha. Yeah. You went to prison. You did. I hope you had... Dirty soap with someone else's pubes on it. Oh man, I knew I knew we were gonna land there somehow. Somewhere. You knew pubes were coming into the picture. Yeah, okay. I did. That's one of the worst punishments ever. Is pubes soap? There's a there's a commercial for it in some circles. It's what I hear. I've never seen it. There's a, a little jingle song about pubes soap. Let's talk about it later. Do you really want to? Or Later. Just, or do you just want to leave it completely and never come back to this? Well, that's actually my preference. Okay. Honesty is important. 2011. For the Elvis fans in the room. Uh, well, there's at least one. Mm -hmm. Today, 2011. Did I say 2001? I, feel um, like I, I think you did. Okay. It was 2001. Sorry. Uh, let me correct myself. Yeah. 2011. Elvis fans. Today, a replica of Gra the Graceland estate was opened in Randers, Denmark. Yeah, because the Danes are huge fans of the Elvis. I guess so. To accommodate the museum, also a restaurant, also a gift shop. Gotta have a gift shop. It was built to be twice the size of the original Graceland, which I am here to tell you is not as big as you would imagine well, it to be. It was a mansion of its era. Yeah, it was a mansion of its era. Absolutely. You go further back, a mansion would be two rooms in a cave. <laughs> yes, exactly. Now, this building was created by an Elvis fan, I guess so, named Henrik Knudsen. 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 I feel like that's how the, yes. the Danes would say it. Henrik Knudsen. He did at least have the common courtesy to ask permission first before building this whole replica situation to ask Elvis's widow, one Ms. Priscilla Presley, if this would be okay for him to yeah. do. Apparently, she said, go for it. Knock yourself out, Henrik. Yeah, just send me a little slice of that pie. Yeah, she probably, if she's smart, she did work I'm, out a little deal. I'm guessing, one, that it was not her directly that spoke. It was the team of attorneys, and yes. they said, uh, yeah, just uh, give us our taste. That's right now. I, in fact, have something from the, the true, not the Denmark, the real, original Graceland gift shop. It's a mug. I've both drank coffee from it and thrown it at a dog. Didn't hit the dog, don't worry. I was nowhere close to hitting the dog, and I, I redirected. My rage in the moment prevented me from not throwing it, but my reaction in the late moments allowed me to divert the path so it was nowhere near the dog. 
And then... It was an 85-pound-plus German Shepherd that had just jumped up on me and gouged a hole in my shin yeah. with her dog talons. I know. She was a jumper. She was a complete ass. <laughs> then that coffee cup... <laughs> A year, a year later, it made its way back into the home. I still drink coffee from it. It's indestructible. It is. Not unlike Elvis, who, let's be honest. Died taking a crap. No, is living out his best life in obscurity as an Elvis impersonator in Las Vegas today. Possibly. Trending, because it's what you've been waiting for. And you've been waiting for this, in fact, exactly to trend. Colorado is currently seeking to legalize human composting. And no, this is not getting permission legally to use your poo to grow things. Rather, it's an option upon death to have your remains composted. So there's something in the human psyche that feels a little averse to this, I feel like. And yet... Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Like you sure. return to the earth from which we came. There are far more years of unplanned human composting yeah. than there are years of, oh, no, we're in a neat little cemetery. How do you feel about this? I think it's a little goofy, to be honest. If if you want to be cremated, if you want to be... Do, at this point, obviously, it's not about you any longer. Right. You're not going to be happier in your death because you got mixed in with materials to grow something. Um, you, you, if you're anything other than a selfish prick, you plan, you have your death plans are in consideration of those who are close to you. Mm -hmm. Now, if it's their wildest, craziest dream that you might fertilize their rose bush, then great. Go for it. But I don't think that's typically the case. I feel like if this does happen and they do legalize human composting, there's probably going to be a lot of legalities around it. Like, Well, there should be. There's some severe health concerns. It's dangerous. You can't just take Grandma out to the rose garden and right. let her rot. That's now, take her out to the... To nope. the ganja garden, nope. different story. Gotcha. She's here to entertain us perpetually. What was the name of that dispensary we saw in town the other day? It's on the way to your Jeep shop. It's like mm. Gonjazilla. Yes, Gonjazilla. <laughs> Gonjazilla. Yeah. We have so many dispensaries in Oklahoma City, you guys. People have run out of every name they can think of, but somebody did claim the name Gonjazilla. Yes. For the dispensary. Fantastic. Yes. Well, let us transition now to the time that anybody who listens this long into the episode is desperately waiting for as it signifies the end. Watch, read, listen, life, style. Yep. What in the world could a person watch? Um, I was thinking through the notes. I can't think of anything. Maybe watch an Elvis movie, I guess. Yeah, they're not that good. Not great. Uh, we have got to watch, and it's on our list We've got to watch This is a Robbery, that yeah, Netflix yeah. documentary. Yeah, we referenced it a month ago, yes, I think. exactly. Yeah. We've got to watch it. We haven't yet. I was just so super excited because we're tipping into season three of Lost. This is where the others come into play. Kyle, now, now my enjoyment of the show is how much you hate the others. I do hate the others. You hate them so much. They're a bunch of bastards. They are, but like, we know what... We know we've seen the whole thing. We know, know how this is going to play out, but your ire, your distaste, your resentment of them is so visceral that now that's the only reason I want to keep watching. The way they treat other people 
to me, is worthy of mass destruction. That makes me... Ben Linus is a fantastic villain. He is a prick. As a human, I think. Michael Emerson. I don't person. think... Listen, and, and it's, not, it's not like I'm really carrying this as a badge, but I've long believed that to act well, really well apart... Not apart, like away from. To act really well, a part, a role within something. Um, you are one of two things. You are, in fact, a wicked talent, which is a, it's less than a percent of humanity that's a wicked talent within any field. Or you were mildly typecast, which makes me think he's probably a prick in real life. It's very possible. But I've seen him in another show. Where they cast him, again, as a prick, just a little bit more likable of one, and mm -hmm. so you can overlook it. Mm -hmm. The lovable prick? Uh, no. Just likeable. the tolerable. Tolerable? That I won't murder you, He's but I'd like, like a, to. Like a charming prick? No. Nope. Uh... No. Nope. Very, uh, pre presented very android-like. Oh, okay. Well, here's the thing. Thinking back on the, the whole entire series mm -hmm. of Lost... Lost season one, lost season two, 22, 24 episodes per season. In the introduction of Ben Linus, we finally have an embodiment of a villain. Prior to this, it was very ethereal. It was nebulous. the smoke, nebulous. Yeah. It was the smoke monster. It was the island. It was the others, which were this like unseen force. And finally, we have the person for whom we have an embodiment of opposition and what's more than that he says to michael at the end of season two michael we're the good guys like he yeah. not only is the bad guy but also the others present themselves as the good guys uh, the tension as we go into season three has ramped up so much right. now that there's humans who are the bad guys right. and and if i may within the others you have multiple members who also think ben's a prick Juliet's one of them. Indeed she is, and as she, is the daughter of... Uh, Alex. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Alex. Who's, what's her mom's name? Danielle. Danielle. I love, I love, love, love that Alex is an agent of chaos just like Danielle is. Yeah. Every scene that she's in, she's fucking stuff. Oh, oh you dropped the F-bomb. That's the first ever F-bomb on Austin yeah, today. It's not going to get edited. It's, it's going to happen. It's too hard no, to edit. No, no, no. <laughs> It's okay. People will love you more for the authenticity <laughs> that just vomited out of your mouth. I can. I can. And I will. It's okay, babe. There's like, it's a, it's a, it's a percentage of oh the masses. Oh my gosh, you hear this. No, no, keep going. Agent of chaos. Things. It's okay. No. It's okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> You actually just got more popular right now. <laughs> so yeah, watch Lost. <sighs> Moving on. Okay. What should you read? I don't know, obviously. <sighs> it's April 15th. You could read this. <laughs> <laughs> read the tax code. It's a delight. I'll tell you what else. If you're if you're that desperate that you're reading the tax code, you can go look into the uh legalities and and compliance measures of the SEC against 
registered investment advisors and, and whatnot. That's a real delight as well. I spent mm, two and a half hours doing that earlier today. Yes, it is. Um, listening. You could listen to Elvis songs in Danish. In Danish. <laughs> that would be delightful. Um, you could also listen to Elvis replicas, uh -huh. otherwise known as impersonators. Well, I'm going to fire myself from the internet no, no. now. <laughs> no, no. In fact, I think I'm going to give you a raise. Um. Should you, I think you need to read our Florida Man. We should have done Florida Man before we started World because otherwise the, our lifestyle doesn't make sense. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. Um, will you have a scent of the day first? I do have a scent of the day. And my new order of, let me see if I can find this, of perfumes that I've ordered is not here yet. It will be here this weekend. So by the time we record another awesome today, I will have those in hand. But... I've been going back through and revisiting some of my favorites before mm -hmm. my new scents get here. I picked up today, and I forgot how much I love this. I've talked about it before, but I'm going to talk about it again. This is from New Cobalt Designs. I don't know how to say the first word of this perfume house. It's spelled N-U-I. Would you say Nui? Nui. I don't know. Uh, but it's their scent bamboozle. I've talked about it before. It's their baklava scent. I want to devour my own wrists because I smell so good. I've noticed you like all curled over almost like a seated fetal position, wrists yes. and face and licking at your wrists. Yeah, it's it's a feral response that I yes, have because I accurate. love baklava so much and this is such a realistic baklava scent. The scent description is a scent for hope and optimism. So okay. there's that. Um, diophanous layers of flaky golden pastry. Toasted pistachio, roasted chestnut, crushed almond, and a generous drizzle of spring harvest honey. Where to banish discouragement and brighten dispositions. That's a lot of promises. I love this scent so much. I need to get a full size of it because I only, they, they sent me a, a sample, a free sample with my last order. I never, oh, I probably would have picked it if I knew that they had this, but I didn't know. I forgot how much I love this one. I've been wearing it all day and I love it. Nice. Nice. Well, I have a Florida man. Okay. Florida man. Today, 2019. Not that long ago. Not that long ago. Police respond to a disturbance at the Olive Garden. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of Olive Garden responses. You know that's right. This one's awesome. Uh, ben Paget was belligerently eating pasta and muttering obscenities. Mm. Yes. I love to belligerently eat pasta. And as we all know, obscenities and I, we're no stranger. Belligerently eating pasta. Belligerently eating pasta, muttering obscenities, and he had no shirt on. How did, do you think he got into the restaurant and he was wearing a shirt, but by this point he has disrobed yes. partially? Okay. That's absolutely what I think. All right. Um... A restaurant worker went on to say that he had asked patrons for money and shouted expletives. All right. He was ultimately arrested for disorderly intoxication and resisting an officer without violence. All right. That is the best way to resist. 
And again, maybe, you know, when you eat pasta, you start to get that heavy feeling and you're just like, oh, I don't know. Maybe you just like had no energy left. And he was like, you know what? I should be arrested right now. It's I, time. I think he wanted Take to me be. In. I think there were bad things. There were there were hunts in this man's life, and he was oh, like, clearly. "The only way I'm going to get help is if I belligerently eat pasta and mutter obscenities." Half naked. Half naked. Minimally, we don't know if he had shoes or socks or any of the yeah. other things. Evidently, pants. Um, and so, for your for your lifestyle, what I would say is one. Hey, get belligerent in the Olive Garden. Yeah, that's right. Eat like you're angry. Belligerently, Belligerently pasta. But second, I think I think the real takeaway here is this is a fantastic either threat or erotic suggestion Whoa. is to say, don't make me get belligerent in your olive garden. <laughs> I think that's the real takeaway here. <laughs> I, what I love is I believe that that phrase, belligerently eating pasta, came straight from the news report. Yes, it did. Read. Yes, it did. And here's here's another just shout out, and I, I should have recorded the name of the person who authored this article. They had fantastic vocabulary. They used, they pulled belligerent. It's one of my favorite words. Yeah. They used obscenities and then expletives. They didn't repeat the same right. word. They were very crafty with it. I appreciate that. Indeed. If they have not yet written a novel, I will suggest they do, and I'll buy it, whether it's any good or not. All right. Well, here's to tax day. Not really tax day this year, and to... Tax freedom day. Yep. Having a little too much drink yeah. and saying the F word on tape. And that happens sometimes. It's quite all right. How? Who would have guessed... In the history of Austin today, the first person to use the F word on this show would be me. You know who would have guessed that? You. Me? Because <laughs> you live with me. I live with you. You, in fact, every one of our now five, well, four children's, at the four child, four childs, four children, every one of our, our first four, their first curse word came from your influence and not mine. That's true. Because part of this grand ability that you celebrate that I have of code switching is also how to know... How to not curse in front of your own freaking kids. So have an effing awesome today, would you? <laughs> Please do. Bye-bye. Bye. Do not mess with me, or I will get belligerent in your olive garden. That is such an invasive feeling threat. Try it out. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. TikTok and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.